On today's show, it's part two of two, myself and Tower Jones talking all things Hawks. Part one is available in your feeds right now, and part two is coming to you. Here we go. You are Locked On Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 1656 of the Locked on Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Rowland, coming to you on a Monday evening into Tuesday here in February. And this is actually part two of two with myself and Tyler Jones, good friend of the podcast. So if you missed part one, I recommend starting there. It should be available in your podcast feed of choice right now on Apple or Spotify or YouTube, etc. But if you already listened to part one, part two should be coming to you now. Just more of a free phone conversation with myself and Tyler. We have fun always when Tyler comes on the show. And uh, no further intros for me. Here we go, diving in straight to part two with myself and Tyler Jones. Let us discuss the rest of the season. Because as we sort of talked about, it ain't over. Like, we're two-thirds of the way through. The All-Star break is not really mid-season. Uh, I, people always say first half, second half. It's not really first half, second half. It's actually first two-thirds and last third. But... If the season ended today, they'd be they'd be in the postseason. They'd be in the play-in. They'd be the 10th seed, but they'd be right there. Um, and I, I don't know if you knock on wood or whatever, they're probably going to be healthy in the next week to 10 days. Um, there's a chance that they have their entire top eight available within the next week. You know, Kongu might, might be still out in on Friday when they return to action. Capella's seemingly going to be close to getting back, if not, if not on Friday. Everybody else is healthy, knock on wood. So, like, you know. We'll see. The team behind them, by the way, the Nets fired their coach today. That they're, they're trending in the wrong direction. So, like, it will surprise me. I don't know about you if they're not in the play-in at least at the end of the season, barring a Trey injury or something like that. Um, does that actually excite anybody? I don't think so. But that's kind of the reality of the situation. Um, putting the Trey stuff to the side, how do you feel about the last twenty-five games? Because like, it's a, it's going to happen either way. Like, what are you looking for? What do what what are you what are you watching for? What are you prioritizing? I have a feeling the words on Yeka and Akongu are going to come up pretty soon for you. Uh, what's what's on the radar for the next, you know, two months? Well, I mean, before the last two games of the, uh, before the break, <laughs> you were thinking, thinking, you, you, you were thinking six seed. I, I, we, you and I talked, you, you were thinking six seed until about a week ago. Good. I mean, they were playing good basketball and it was sustainable and then uh, one injury. And then one injury and it's like, well, it's back to the back to the toilet with this that's team. That's Charlotte that's that's game. Uh, I don't want I don't want to overstate it, but Quinn, you could see it in Quinn's. I'm not sure if you saw Quinn's post game after the Charlotte game. He kind of he kind of get get the like he he didn't blame like the one two three Cancun thing, but it, he was like I don't know if, I don't know if it was this I don't know if it was this I don't know if it was this and he was the whole thing and I'm like yeah it was bad man it was it was I mean, really really I hear good. you Quinn but like uh, that's why you play your young guys and just have them. It would have been good. Okay. <laughs> Let's go If I want to, if I want to be critical of Quinn, like, bro, you yep. know how people act. You've been an employee of a company. <laughs> yeah. If if vacation is coming, you're not getting your guys' best effort. Period. Doesn't matter what the job is, especially if they're tenured. If they're I not, wonder, tenured, yeah. if they're young and dumb and don't know better. And like, I just want to play, coach. <laughs> I really they wonder if they had percent like Jalen Johnson did. The if they had won the Bulls, if they had won the Bulls game, I wonder if they had shown up. If they had shown up more, we'll, we'll, ne- we'll never know. But I, I wonder if that would have changed anything. If they yeah, won the Bulls game. I mean the Bulls game, like 
it felt like they got just hit by like a wave of fatigue after the first quarter because it, it just became yeah it's abundantly clear. it became abundantly clear nobody can stay in front of anybody and I'm like yeah and I, I, I wish the looking yeah I mean and the defense it's the de- the problem was you know it was the defense of both games and the defense has been bad most of the season so it's not like you know on one hand I am inclined you know me to go broad and be like look it's 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 one game it's the last game of, it's the last game before the break it's a weird sleepy game in charlotte where nobody you know it's not like it's a great test for you it's like kind of explainable that you would no show that game it's just unfortunate because they can't afford to no show games like and that's that's the hole they've built they, they dug for themselves that they they can't afford to do that and if they were you know the reverse if they were 31 and 25 or whatever they are it would be a lot easier to be like all right you know they're still the six seed no big deal but that was a game that you're supposed to win, and they they just yeah. and they, they they didn't even close it. They they lost it in dire fashion. That was really gross. So, you mentioned the young guys. Um, I. It's always important for me to like keep people. In line that it's these are humans, and like Quinn is not gonna suddenly. Pivot away from the veterans. Uh, entirely, at the same time, I've argued, and, and you know it's you know it's even aggressive when I'm arguing for it, like there, I thought there was no reason not to play Kobe in the last two games. None. That was, I couldn't, I couldn't find a reason. And the thing is like, would he have been playing more than 10 minutes a game? Maybe not, but like he's, you called him up. He played really well in a tiny role, but played really, really well. He helped, he helped your defense. And then he stayed up. Like I've defended them playing him in college park a lot. Cause I think that's a real development path for him is to play 35 minutes a game in college park, have the ball in his head all the time, reps, 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 reps. Quinn believes it. I actually believe it's a real thing. But when you have him up in Atlanta, he plays well for you. You praise him a lot post-game, and rightfully so. And then the next two games, he's still with you, and he DNPs back-to-back games when you are, you know, the season's not over, but you're, you're the 10 seed. Like, I, I couldn't I couldn't jive those two things together. I, I didn't get it. Yeah, I think I, I mean I think Quinn's battling the fact that he he feels his team is way better than his record. Like I he think does. they should be like the Hawks should be thirty one and twenty five. Yeah, like, and he's and he's good. not he's maybe, maybe not as bad as Nate, but Quinn is definitely a I want to win the game that night coach. But like it's it's not quite yeah. as narrow as Nate was, but he's still very much in that way compared to a lot of coaches. But and, and the reason why I mean, but the reason why they haven't been is that there's just thin. They're just thin, so injuries yeah. derail whatever. Like Quinn's trying to build towards. Um, the good news is that the three forwards, the only three forwards on the team, are all healthy. Um, and <laughs> if as long forwards. as one of Capella or Kongu is healthy, that should be enough. But they are always, you know, successful to an. They can't afford another injury. Like they, they literally cannot afford another. Jalen misses five games. That's the for any injuries. It's, like, it's, cra- it's crazy. If misses any time, it's over. DeAndre Hunter misses any time, it's over. Like they can't afford those those three guys in particular because they don't, they just don't have depth at the V position in the NBA, which is forward, which is, which is and what's it, hurt them. This it's it's killed. It, it's just flat out killed them. So as long as they're healthy, they'll win more. They'll win more than they lose. How much they win depends on, you know. A variety of factors. One being, uh, Akongu and Jalen just playing more minutes together, more, um, and uh, Trey continuing his play recently. 
Um, but and, like, and, and yeah, but, you know, you're they right. Got, I, they got to spend some margins right now. They have it, to win. It's it's frustrating because, and we won't do this because we know I did it before about like the team building issues. Like we'll save that for the off season right now. Like we all get the 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 reality is in the NBA you can't build it. You shouldn't build a team that can't operate with the Hawks injuries they've had so far this year. They've not had bad injury luck. They actually haven't. It's losing, just that this team is not built for it at all. Losing somebody like DeAndre Hunter, who's been, you know, he's been, he's, he's been played impressive. well this year. He's, he's played, played well. well year. And he's yes. played, he's, since he's came back, he's actually, he's been really good. Yep. But losing somebody like him and your season just cratering because after, after your starters, yep. you have literally nothing. And you're, you're, you're basically like, we can't optimize any lineups because I got to have one of Jalen or Sadiq on the floor at all times. So I'm yeah. staggering them. I'm 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 forced to play lineups I don't want to play. I'm forced to play uh, two center lineups. I'm I'm forced to throw out a Garrison Matthews here, a, a Patty Mills here, just to buy minutes, like get some shooting out here so that we can just outshoot the team. But if we're not making shots, we're going to get killed on defense, especially in transition. So, like I to me, I I think you know a lot of the Hawks' problems happened in the offseason. Like, yeah, just uh, and, and that's and no, you're combined, right. And that's combined with, combined with the gamble they made with DeJounte Murray, which hasn't panned out in large part because they miscalculated what he was as a defender. Oh, yeah, very much. That was uh, out there just since you brought it up. I, I might have mentioned it earlier at some point. There was a, um, I think it was, I think it was David Lee. Somebody had a, D a Lee bunch of, three, one yeah, of them. a bunch of graphics about DeJounte. And it was, it was actually, I think it was, from, I think it was from Basketball Index, if I recognize the graphics, but it was essentially what we talked about a lot that like they, they just fundamentally misevaluated DeJounte's defense pre acquisition to the point where like he's not an on ball defender. Today's show is brought to you by our sponsor, BetterHelp. Sometimes you actually need the opportunity to get something off of our chest. Big or small, certain things can really start to get to you. It's part of let that stuff out, especially to those who are unbiased on your life. So today I want to tell you how I feel about something. And maybe for a few of you in a similar space, you might happen to understand that. And that is that I have some unease about the next steps in the media right now. I'm not just talking about what's reported on the Hawks, of course, but whether there are actually going to be jobs available for me, whether the work that I do in different ways will be able to continue how it is now across the media landscape. And of course, not the most important or intense or life-altering topic, but therapy can be different for everybody. Most of us, including me, have much bigger problems than the stuff involving sports and media, but it is quite important to get things off your chest every once in a while. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be flexible suited to your schedule. It's also entirely online. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA to get 10% off your first month with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA. The place to go is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnNBA. Is it they or is it Nick Ressler? Like, well, can we be honest? Like, I mean, it's one of those things where I'm like, the GM at the time told him. That is the, true. The, the uh, lifelong scout said, hey, he's not a point of attack defender. This is a dumb trade. It's not going to do anything. And, hey, and uh, like, it's, it's shown up because in large part on the offensive end, DeJounte's not big enough to take advantage of the, the four-on-five opportunities that Trey Young generates for him. Like, he's just not true. physically big enough on these drives, yeah. and he's not as good as a shooter as Bogey. So you just not get like you, you're you're getting neutral value from him as an offensive player while it you're was, not getting anything on defense. That that it, that's that's the reality with the trade Dejounte Yeah, it was it was it was, so it was a misvaluation, uh, a misvaluation, a misvaluation, and like you said once earlier, at least and I'll say it now, like it's not about Dejounte not being good because Dejounte is good. 
He's 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 very good. It's just the, it's the way it's meshed together. Anyway, to the side. All that said about the roster construction being not great. Uh, it is it is the roster the rest of the season. Now, there was a Patrick Beverly uh, report today. I'm not sure if you saw that. Uh, Patrick Beverly is an active player, um, and he has been doing this kind of spiel where he's trying to be an insider. He's currently on a roster. Bizarre. But he mentioned Daniel House could be going to the Hawks. I uh, haven't heard that, but maybe Pat Bev knows things. Uh, he has those. They just play with each other. I'm not, I'm not, I'm oh. not piling on. He might be right. Um, but I, all, I, all I know is the Hawks don't have a roster spot very, at this very moment. So as we're recording this podcast, we'll see. Anyway, ignoring that for a second, the roster is the roster, right? I told you, and then I actually shared it publicly, that the last couple of weeks was the first time in the entirety of the Akangu Capella partnership in which I actually thought there was a chance the Hawks might start Akangu with a healthy Capella. Now, of course, Akangu went down right after that. And that, the natural progression, I thought, might be, hey, we're going to close the first half strong with Akangu playing center. He's playing really well, which he is. And Clint's hurt, so we, we we go we go to Clint and we say, all right, Clint, it's really worked for us to have a Kongwu start. We're going to go ahead and slide you to the bench. We're going to ride with a Kongwu, and then a Kongwu got hurt. So I, I don't know what they're well, going to do. I, I know how you feel all, about it. <laughs> this, aside, this is like the second time this has happened, though the first time it happened was a Kongwu's second season when he had – And they were going to do it then. Photo surgery. Yeah. But, but no, but Capella, if you remember correctly – He was out, yeah. He, he had the Achilles thing – Yep, and he wasn't. He wasn't like he started the season, but he clearly was. He was not rushed to get back. And he yeah. shouldn't been. He shouldn't have been playing at all. And I think, like a Congo just not being there to start the games to show what I've been saying about a Congo that he needs to start. His value is as a starter. You can't expect a six foot eight center to have like a massive impact playing twenty four minutes a night. That's just not happening. Like it's just. Like they're they're just because he's not the lob threat that Capella is, even though he's a pretty good lob threat. But Capella just being bigger gives Trey an easier avenue. That's why Trey likes playing with Capella so much. But um, that in the screen setting, I mean, Akon was a much better screener. I I bet I, I understand. It's, it's, a, I understand it's a chemistry. It's just a chem. It's a chemistry. I, I, get, I get it, but like. Trey's having a career year from the three point line because Akon was setting real screens and getting them open to shoot jumpers which isn't what trey wants to do but that helps the team win games so like yeah. personally on my end I'm like, a, yeah i don't really care trey that you love playing with capella because right. guess what he he makes like there's no line like i looked at it again there's no line with capella with the starters any of the starters that that's that's good it's it's all bad it's all in the red in large part because his lack of skill level is heightened because he's playing alongside somebody like Jalen Johnson, who's while his percentages are good, isn't a high volume three point shooter. Sadiq Bay struggling from the three point line this season, and Dejounte Murray not a high volume three point shooter, even though he's been better. And, and you know, combined and take, with Trey, and taking more, and taking it, it, more. It's, yeah. it's just one of those things where it's like the starters with Trey, Dejounte, Sadiq, Jalen, Capella. The only shooter really is Trey. That team's fear. That teams are scared yeah. to leave open. It's Trey Young. 
And so what that leads to is just a tightening of the paint on offense. And then defensively, we talked about it. No point sure. of attack defender. You got Trey, DeJounte, Bay, Sadiq Bay. Sadiq's been better recently, but like he's not. I actually, I, I do wonder, by the way, I do wonder if they're going to go to Hunter coming out of the break. That would be, I, I, that, I only say Could, they might cause not. Because they, they, usually, they usually do that. Now, I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure if they're going to or not. They usually have defaulted to if Hunter is not restricted by minutes, he's going to start. And that's been the case for four years. He's been the starter in pen. I'm not saying that's that's correct, but he's always been the guy at the three. This time around, number one, Quinn loves Sadiq Bay. I don't know who needs to hear that. Quinn Sadiq, loves Sadiq Bay. And, and like the 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 other thing I wanted to bring up with Sadiq, I actually wanted to bring that up is like the Hawks win when Sadiq's in the game. The Hawks win. Like he's a winning player. I wish he could make a jump shot, but yes, he, he I, plays I, mean, hard. I, I get it, but no, but I mean, like, so many two-man liners with Sadiq Bay are are like the best liners on this Hawks roster. Period. Yeah, like, his his on offs are uh, are some of the better ones on the team. Now, it, but, it, but, it's it's the offense actually that improves. Even though he hasn't made him make a jump shot, it's it's the offensive numbers that go up with Sadiq compared to the defense. The defense is bad, and he's not very good. But like, in addition to the jump shooting, because I, you know me, I was probably the guy who was seen as being super low on Sadiq. 10 months ago because of his defense, right? And now I'm trying to convince Hawks fans that, like, no, he's not bad because he's missing jump shots. Like, he, he, does, he does a lot of different things. He's the only guy on the team that plays with the physicality he plays with. He's the only one, right? He's basically, he's basically just turned into John Collins. Oh, I, I, almost, I almost said the same thing. He's just with, with worse with worse defense. Uh, and, we're, and, oh, <laughs> and he's not, he's not a lot of threat. I mean, but that's like, a good player. He's been a good player, and that's why I'm like – that's why I'm like – and also combined with I wonder if they – if. Glenn, like a couple weeks ago, made a good point. If, De- if this is DeAndre Hunter, they're going to get off the bench. Maybe he needs to just come off the bench full time, not because he's he's not better or worse than Sadiq Bay, yeah. but just to manage him. I would love to know the science work. behind that. Like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what the science is. I don't think, I don't know. I don't really think there is any science other than there's a, they, they've gotten it. I, I just feel like Bay, Jalen, and Trey got a good chemistry together. Yeah, like, no, I'm not, not saying you got to change it. I'm, I'm just saying they might. They works. might. But yeah. but I'm, I'm not saying they shouldn't do that. I just no. think, I, I think it's more like it, it's one of those feel things. We got to We're not in the locker room. Like I don't. I you know. I I'd have to ask Quinn. Like it is, and you you know, just have Bay just because, especially if um, you're going to continue to start Capella, which might be the case with a conversation. Today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks and Demons and Goblets, the newest, most exciting ways to play at Prize Picks. Scores marked with red demons or green goblets give you different payouts. One of the one of the hundred times the money, which is little as four correct picks, you can turn ten dollars into one thousand dollars. If you want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players, like rapper Meek Mill or comedian Andrew Schultz, you can all find them under the community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each and every week. They also offer injury insurance, so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players happens to get injured before the game. And Prize Picks is also simply very very easy to play. I can put your, my, pick, my picks in. It's been an entire entry just a minute or less. They have quick withdrawals. They have easy gameplay. An enormous selection of players and stat types for you as well. That's what makes Price Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. I've been playing there for quite some time now. I really enjoy digging into all the stuff on the NBA world, but also football, in-season, baseball, WNBA, etc. I really enjoy diving into all of it each and every day. And the place to go is prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. One more time, that's prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA. 
pick more, pick less. It's that easy with prize picks. Number one, I always say this, but for new listeners, like I actually care who starts way less than everyone else cares about it. But there are combinations that you want to keep together. That's important. Also, to your point, you just made a second ago, there are locker room dynamics you have to manage. It always matters. And I'm not saying that should or shouldn't happen, but that's part of it. Um, and that's why, you know, like, you know, this year, especially, I've not been like banging the table that Capella has to start personally. It's more of a like, I just never heard that they're ever going to go away from it. And I think it could change now. I think, I think if there was going to be a time this season, it would be now. Like, this would be the time to do it when he's already been out. It's post deadline. All right, big fella. You're gonna you're still gonna play 20 minutes a game. No big deal. We'll manage you. But we want to see what this looks like with Onyeka and Jalen. So you got you got that dynamic. You got you got Sadiq and DeAndre because you know Hunter. They've committed to. Um, he's played very well this year, but like maybe they want to manage the knee. They haven't actively managed guys as much as I thought. It, I thought they might this year. I thought they might uh, avoid bogey minutes on back to backs, for instance, or Capella on back to backs. They didn't. They haven't really done that. They they've been kind of pushing other than when they've been made by the performance staff to manage guys like with Hunter the last few weeks, it's been like, Hey, you can't play him more than this. And Quinn's playing him this much. Um, But you know, I mean, fans don't even like it very much, but like Quinn is, there's been nights where he's played like a seven and a half man rotation. Like Quinn is not fooling around still. I don't know if that's going to change post, post deadline, post deadline, but like he's still playing, you know, to the wall to win that night, playing guys 38 minutes, playing, playing eight guys and seven in the second half. Like, He's coaching like every game matters. Yeah. To me, my only thing is I even if a Kongu comes back later, I think Quinn should just go with a Kongu and Jalen because it 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 just works. Like I I you know, it's it's one of those things and, you know what and they this, could do. And the current starting lineup is just bad. Like the, the, no, the summer starting lineups have been horrendous. And they You're need right. to they need to now they have they found some success before the break. With a Kongu starting, he was playing really well. I think if I'm the Hawks management and coaching staff, I'm like Quinn. We have to go with a Kongu here. Because yeah. we, we got we have to get some, we have to build this guy up. It's information too. That's something and, I was arguing on Friday. Like, even if you don't think that it's the best thing to do, if you're Quinn, someone in the front office can go to you and be like, we need the information on Kobe. We need the information on Onyeka and Jalen and how it works. And maybe the solution is the half solution, which, no, which wouldn't excite anybody. Maybe you just take Clint out of the game earlier and you kind of do the, I'm not saying it's going to work. I'm just giving you another option. I'm not saying this is what you're supposed to do, but you could make it to where you have a Congo playing with the starters more often. If they're just dead set, and I'm, I don't, I'm not reporting that. I'm saying if they're just dead set on like Clint's our starter. Okay, let's find the middle ground here and be like, okay, have, have you know, because right now they basically play, it's, it's two, it's essentially one long stint for a Kongbu most of the time in both halves, right? It's Clint, Clint in for a while, Onyeka in for like 12 minutes, and then Clint closes the half. That's the rough rotation. And occasionally, you'll see it, and I, and I call it out when I see it in the second half when I'm like, hey, they're, they're going to close with the Kongbu tonight because he brought him back in early. That's what happens. But roughly, it's one Clint, one Onyeka, and then two Clint, right? What if they did a little bit of swisheroo on that? And you end up closing with the Kongu more often. Like, just the, I'm not going to say it's politics. You know what I mean? It's just locker room or whatever it is. And Clint's just married to it. You could, There's ways to get around that and still have Onyeka playing 26, 28 minutes a game and closing. Brad, to me, I think the split just needs to go. Like, enough with the split. 
play a Congo 30 minutes tonight. Like I if Jalen, but I'm if Jalen will play thirty three plus minutes every game. Why are you starting it? Why are you playing so many of his minutes next to Clint Capella, who's a bad fit? Like they, they yeah, no, I play well even, together. Even I agree. I'm like, I'm like I'm like I don't I don't care how good or bad you think Capella is, Quinn. Right. The math the math is undeniable. It's, that's what I'm about to say. Two seasons of this, too. Right, and that's you, why. By the way, this summer last year, you knew better last year not to do it. You you knew do you, better. Do this you remember? Year you started Jalen. This is why you, you remember. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And I was say, you, you remember this summer? I was like, I, I, again, I wasn't saying it was like my opinion. I had intel. It was like, hey, they're going to start Clint and Sadiq, and it's not going to be Jalen. And they did that, and everybody was pissed off that they didn't start Jalen. And then they they changed. They did to their credit. They changed that fast, but. Even as resident Capella defender, he and Jalen don't make sense together. They never have. They don't make sense together. So once you decide, like me, and I think I'm they like, have. Once you decided Jalen's to be the starter, Capella's got to be the starter, period. Because you know I, guess what? Capella's not good enough to demand these no, minutes. he's not. Next to no. Jalen, period. That, it's, not about, it's not about his caliber player. It's about his fit. And at some point, Quinn needs to wake up and stop, stop caring about, like, feelings or whatever if you're trying to win a basketball game then you play Jalen and Okongu 30 plus minutes together every night and Capella plays the rest period they're, they're, I think it's going to be uh, so they're so bad the better Brad they're so bad together anything they do well or poorly doesn't matter I think that they're probably going to play Okongu more out of the break than they have been playing him when Clint is healthy. Now, do I expect them to do what you're asking them to do? I don't. Uh, I, I, but again, I think there, there is a, this is the biggest percentage chance. How do I put this? Yeah. The biggest percentage chance since Clint and Onyeka have gotten here for them to kind of make the, make the change that everybody's looking for. And again, starting, I don't care about, but to your point, it's just, it's more about just playing those guys a lot together, playing Clint less with Jalen, if not at all with Jalen. You don't have to make it a pure, a pure, literally tying Jalen and the Congo together. But when you are fully healthy, you really could do that. You really could be like, we're going to have Jalen and Onyeka be a package. And they're going to come out, they're going to come out together, they're going to come in together. And Jalen might play a little bit more because he's just, he's not a center and guys that are centers play less. But you know what I mean? Like they could do that. And then you have Clint try to, piece it together on the second unit when he's playing with guys that are smaller and do whatever and whatever. Um, it's I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know what they're going to do. But Brad, it's possible to me that Capella will be better in a smaller role if that's the case. I think I'm he would be better, more consistent, get I the positives more. You, you get, you'll you potentially get Trey and Capella more often because he's, he's coming off the bench. Uh, I do. On, I do think on, that would make sense too. If you, if you, you did that, like, yeah, like this, if, this would just help the team. Like, I think Dejounte's Dejounte is the one who's really hurt by playing alongside Capella as well. I know we're not talking about him, but like you look no, at the that, numbers, you look they at don't the percentage work. with Dejounte and Capella. It's they don't hor- work. It's horrific. Well, it's, and it's it's the same as Jalen. It's not the same exact thing, but their skill sets don't overlap. They just don't overlap. You know, and it was a great move when they brought Capella in. I'm not going about four years, but like. Clint and Trey skill sets match really well, um, and that's helped Clint. It's helped. It's 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 helped Trey, especially not not as much lately, but especially early on. Trey needed that, and now he's now he doesn't need it anymore. Trey's where he is. 
But yeah, DeJounte and Clint have zero chemistry. Zero. None. And then, you know, all that said. So we covered that. But I mean, that's that's the whole thing. Like, I well, think I we're going to play more, more Kongwu. But like, I'm like, if, if they want to win some games, like, if they, if we're about, we're about <laughs> winning. We are let's about, winning. about winning. Let's get Bogey yeah. out here more. Like, hey, Bogey's got it going. Right. DeJounte plays less. They're not going to do They're not going to do that, though. <laughs> Then know, not about winning. the team's not about winning. Period. I, I, I look at I, I look at I look at two player lineup. I, I see I see who's the difference makes on the team. I see who's not. It's not that they're not good or bad. It's about the fit relative to the other players on the team. So I'm, I'm like, I'm if we're you. about winning, how about we play our best lineups and our best players? Which I've been talking, right? I've been crying, coping, and moaning about this since October. I know. It's been October, there. and you know what? I'm like, you know, whatever. We're not trying to win this season, so whatever. Like, it's a, it's a uh, quote unquote uh, fact finding, fact finding season or whatever. I thought, I thought what that's what the last 25 games was supposed to be last year when they got Quinn, but yeah, that's what here. Needed 82 more games of that. Uh, so that's curious, but like. I, I don't know. I'm like, I'm like, uh, I'm, with they, you. I'm pretty sure there's, there's some people. This this ain't analytics, by the way. This ain't analytics. Oh, no, this is no, it's straight not. Straight on off. This is no, straight, it's not. Oh, yeah, what, no. What, where do I get my winning margin from? These lineups. Where do I lose my leads? It's always the same two guys. And it's like, why, why are they losing even though they're good? Oh, because their skill sets don't line up. Maybe. Yep. You should have did, and that's where that's where we go to the off season where they have an opportunity to improve the team. Based by on the way, I have I have uh, I have one more stat, and we have like five minutes left. Um, you might know you might know you might know you might know the answer here. Do you know who has the biggest on off split on the team? Positive to negative. It is, is it bogey? bogey. Yeah, the Hawks. The Hawks have a cool. negative eight point four net rating with Bogey off the court this year. Yeah, it's obvious. And they, and they're plus they're plus one point seven with Bogey on. So, but they have a ten point swing, Bogey on off. He's he has their best net rating, and the worst net rating when he's off. That's actually hard to do for a guy for one guy. Because while you know Sadiq is a good shooter, even though he's not shooting well this season, even Bogey though is a, uh, Bogey is a fire is a fire drill shooter. Even though DeAndre Hunter's been a good shooter, even though Dejounte Murray has been an improved shooter and he's actually been solid. Not elite, but like he's been he's been league average to slightly above league average in that department. Bokey is a true difference maker out on the perimeter in the way that Trey Young is a true difference maker as a player overall. And so it's just one of those things where it's like we're trying to win some games. Bogey's I have Bogey out there. I have Onyeka out there. So and, Bogey's get- and by the way, before anybody yells at me, Bogey's defense is really bad, and I'm not. That's I won't good. argue with you. It's very bad. But the numbers are what they are. Bogey's been very good this year because he's a really good offensive player. Um, all right, so covered center. Just is it is the moral of the story? Is, again, we literally have a couple minutes left. Just I'm hoping to see Kobe. I don't. Know if, I'm not saying it has to be every game. I like Kobe, I like Kobe to play back play basketball. And by the way, if he's not playing in the NBA, he should be in college court. I think. Yeah, I mean. Um... I feel like there there is a role for Kobe. Um, there should be a role, but that's on that's on like ultimately that's on Quinn. I don't think the ninth Kobe, Kobe has the ninth Kobe has the ninth man. Okay, assume for one minute in this perfect world that they're actually healthy, right? And they have a clear top eight. They have their top eight guys. 
the ninth guy this year often has been Garrison Matthews, right? I like Garrison Matthews. Garrison Matthews is a perfectly fine NBA lower end rotation player, right? Just play Kobe. Yeah. There's no, to me, um, and that's, that's where the Charlotte went up upstream. I'm like, why, why is Garrison Matthews playing alongside bogey? Like yeah, you don't need to do that. What's the point? Uh, Garrison should be, honestly, Garrison should be the guy that you play if Bogey is sitting on a back-to-back or something. Exactly. Like that. You know what exactly. I mean? Yeah. And they're not, they're, not, they're not exactly the same player, but they have similar offensive characteristics. Um, anyway, I just, it's a very short, you're right, by the way, it's not really anything Kobe can do because, by the way, he did exactly what they wanted him to do in the game. The one game he's played in, he played exclusively as a wing. He played, he, the, he, played the, he played the best perimeter defense defense yes. I've seen from Atlanta Hawk player since Dylan Wright. That's what I'm the, saying. So like he he played oh. exclusive as a wing. He ran he ran zero sets on offense. He was he was just he was playing the two the entire game that he played, and he played defense, and he, and he took three or four threes, catch and shoots. That's all they needed him to do. And long term, they don't want him to do that. Long term, they wanted to be able to handle the ball, and that's why he's playing point guard in College Park. But right now, his pathway with Trey and Dejounte both healthy. Is to be a wing and play defense. And to me, there's plenty of minutes for that. Sadiq Bay and DeAndre Hunter. I know I was singing their praises. They're not so good that they can't lose minutes to somebody like Kobe no. to give them a different element, especially against teams where they're getting really hurt by you know, get somebody who can set a tone as a perimeter defender with their athleticism and their, you know, their talent level on the defensive end. That that's where Kobe, I thought, really shined against the Rockets. I Feel yeah, like he was a, why they won that game, but a, you know that. Like I said, that's that's ultimately on the coach. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not the coach of the Hawks. I play Kobe. Oh, but. me either. How about that? I, I, sometimes, sometimes people forget that I don't actually get to make the decisions. Um, well, Tyler, thank you for doing this. As always, we'll do it again soon. I uh, neglected to do this earlier, which is my my apologies. I do. I, I wanted to make sure we talked about some stuff during the All Star break. So here we are. Um, anything to plug on the way out? You got recommendations or what's going on? I don't think I have anything new. Um, free run. If you're not watching it, you should be watching it. You really like, honestly, if you, if you're a, um, a jujitsu Kaisen fan, you got to read the manga. It's free on, um, jump plus is the app Shonen jump as well. Like it's just, it's just the chapters are free because it's so popular but like you, you gotta be, you gotta be following along. It's it's the best thing I've seen in a Shonen series. Gosh, probably since Hunter Hunter. Really, like honestly, like it's 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 brought the it on uh, these these uh, sequences that that are currently happening has brought back the feelings I had reading Hunter Hunter, and that's the highest praise I can give. I can give uh, a piece of fiction. So if you like, if you're a fan, I'm I'm, I'm imploring you to read a manga. I'm imploring you to read. Don't don't just watch it on TV. <laughs> pick it up after after the end of season two. Pick it up where right right where it left off. I forget which chapter. It's around the hundreds. Um, but um, yeah, that that's that's really my biggest uh, recommendation. And follow this man on Twitter if he lets you at Jonesy Two X Four. He might not he might not let you. But not my fault, man. It's not locked account. I, ideally, I, I would I'd be you know free, but these jobs. I I understand, my friend. Uh, thank you for doing this. Also, you can catch Tyler on a, it seems like a more regular basis these days. ATL, ATL 29, the return. You've been on, you've been on a lot recently. So yeah, I, I more of Tyler. To my regular appearance there. 
uh, people should always cheap, people should always listen to that show. I uh, as much as Kevin and I joke about it, I spend a lot of time with Kevin on Media Row, and that's a fantastic episode podcast. All of it. Listen to that. Listen to us. They, there's there's time for all of it. There's all kinds of podcasts. You got Hawksbeat, Edwin's podcast, all all kinds of shows. Jamila, we talked about Jamila earlier. Does a great job. Roof for everybody. Thank you, Tyler. I appreciate it, my friend. As for everybody else, please subscribe to the podcast, and we'll see you all next time.